0: Welcome to another episode of Yesterday's Capers. I'm Abdullah Molim and every week I'll be bringing you the very best shows from the past that the world has to offer. Happy Black History Month. Yes, we'll be spending the next month talking about some of the very best black TV shows and cartoons. This week, we're talking heroes and anti-heroes, as we look back at I Am The Greatest, The Adventures of Muhammad Ali, and The Gary Coleman Show. we you talking about, Willis? And we talk Spawn or Todd McFarlane's Spawn, this cartoon really was something and I for one can't wait to talk about it. So let's get started and uh, joining me as ever is uh, producer Paul who uh, kind of uh, not break protocol but like text me going oh my god this program was great and I couldn't wait to start watching.
1: Yeah I think we found I found another one that I was like genuinely wouldn't mind watching this just as a show we are watching good shows not often do we find one that's actually like all right fair dudes. i found a new show now but the gary coleman show i hope i've watched the right one is he guard? Is garden angel in it right
0: yeah i sent you a link on youtube
1: yeah no but i I mean i I, sent you
0: a link don't worry i said i would never send you the wrong link
1: cool all right okay good
0: unless unless you went off down the rabbit hole and found something else
1: Maybe, but I mean, I hope not.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want you to be talking about different strokes or any of the other stuff that uh, Gary Coleman <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. was in. I, I, I sent you a
0: link. If it was, if it was wrong, then it's a
1: cartoon. He's a guardian angel, and his name's yes. I can't remember what his name is.
0: Andy Lebeau. Yeah, that's his name. Like I said, it's uh, Black History Month in the UK, uh, and obviously this is for new listeners because we're, we're getting new listeners all the time. And, obviously, OG listeners will know by now, October in the UK is uh, Black History Month. And, yeah, we'll be talking about black TV shows, black cartoons, or black everything for this uh, next month or so. So, uh, sit back and enjoy. Before, um, before our start, I wanted to talk about Sarah Everard again, because uh, this was the week when... Uh, the police officer Wayne Cousins was uh convicted and found guilty
1: and he's been sent to prison for the rest of his life.
0: Yep, he can't get out. This is like a, a life life sentence and uh it's it's the very least they could have done and um yeah, obviously only only Sarah Everard's family can uh say whether it's justice or not i don't think it's uh, for any of us to say yeah i mean obviously it's it's it lock him away he's a scumbag and he deserves to be locked away for life but obviously true justice i think only Sarah's family can
1: truly say whether or not. yeah I, I agree i mean i don't i don't really know what else to say on the on the subject because it's just a it's a horrible because horrible thing it is thing. and
0: I wanted to talk about this for the longest but i never i just couldn't remember for for my great shame and it was like sabine and nessa as well and it's a kind of like you can draw parallels it's like for 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 whatever reason we're always say like telling women right do this do that follow this follow that and it's still men who are doing all the killing doing all the the, the messing up it's always like oh how do we stop women from doing this it's like that's not even where you start how do men that's where you should start and again it was bringing up all of those questions about what we as men should do and and, and need to do and it's and it's one of those things where you have to again cuz i was talking about it when we was like like sometimes i go for a run and I, I've kind of mentioned this before, but again, for 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 the sake of new listeners, sometimes when I go for a run, I'll see like a a woman jogger, and she will like nod ahead at me, like "What's up?" And I used to think, "What's up?" I thought, "Okay, someone's telling me what's up." Okay, you know, Runners Union and and all of that. But most of the time, like, I, it's probably like to scan the park, to scope it out. Is is this person gonna attack me? Because you don't know me from, from Adam. Don't know who I am, what, what I might do, what I might not do. So it's one of the things where I'm just going to say hi to this person just so that he doesn't think that, you know what I mean? And again, it's one of the things where if you're walking at night, cross the road, even just night at daytime, if you see a woman kind of like ahead of you just cross the road Safe distance and all those things.
1: But the thing is, is sometimes when you're trying not to act suspicious, you act more suspicious. Have you noticed? So, like no, I
0: mean, you know, if I'm crossing the road and I'm getting out of someone's way, then that's fine. That's not that's not necessarily suspicious. It's just one of those things where if you if you're like kind of there on the same kind of path and, and and still not adhering to it, okay, you might not be, but it's not about not all men and and all those things. It's 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 like they're kind of like planning to stay alive from going from one place to another.
1: But it's kind of like you know, sadly, it's like a. We're at the moment we're tensions, especially at the moment, right? So I think we've got to like play it slightly differently, even now.
0: Well, of course, yeah, and then obviously you had the police coming up with all of these wild statements about what people should do
1: but the thing is you've always been able to call 999 when you get arrested or there's a police officer there like you've always been able to do that that's completely within your rights to do that to just call 999 give him the badge number and say is this officer at this, at this time and his, is he legit right you've always been but that's but to you're I'm saying allowed
0: is- to do that but in the moment I'll tell you first hand from experience when you're with police officers you forget your own name you forget who you are and where you are at that moment in time. Never mind your rights. Never mind your laws. Can you imagine that time when I was getting caught up with the police? If I tried to like run, or if I tried to to I don't know, like question them, or or or, or give them attitude. Me, a six foot two black man. Can you, you imagine shot. what they would have done? Exactly. They would have tased me into the next decade. But it's one of those things where, like, they're saying, "Oh, you should do this, you should do that, you should resist arrest, you should run, you should hail for a bus." It's like, yeah, that's not that's not really gonna work for black people and and and, and uh, black that's women. That's how, that's how you get shot. You can't tell people, especially people of color, you can't tell them, "Oh, do this and this with the police and 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 and, 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 and talk back and, and and give attitude." That's just like some bozo, the clown kind of mess, like.
1: So that was my point, right? The, f- the point is that the stuff that they're coming out to say to do isn't new. They haven't done anything else, right? The fact, no, the fact is that like, they need to do more, right? The police I don't need think, to do more. I
0: don't, yeah, but I don't think it's a case of them like reminding people of what the law is. No, that's what I'm saying. They it, pretend. They
1: pretended. Of... They, they were pretending. Like, look how much we've done. Look, look what steps we've changed. And they, and in actual fact, they changed nothing. No, like, but
0: yeah, and it's and it's one of those things that they're saying. Oh, this is what you could do if you find yourself in that situation. And most, of, more often than not, if a police officer pulls up on you, does the whole spiel, does the whole talk, you're gonna believe them. You're gonna think, "Oh, damn, it's the police. It's legit. I've got a badge. I've I know all the rules."
1: But I know you're not allowed to be arrested unless there's two police officers there. Like that's that's a rule. You can't be detained unless there's two police officers there.
0: See, I didn't even know that. Again, I would have just complied with the law because it's one of those things where if for me as a black person if you're thinking oh i'm with the police your kind of instinct is going to be okay how the hell am i going to get out of this alive how the hell am i going to get out of it without being a story without being a, a situation literally i'm not thinking i don't even know my own name never mind the law section 24 what section what like what's my name how old am i where do i live who am I? What is this? It's it's more often than not it's an out of body experience, and that's just me from 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 experience. Even even from like a young age, even you're not you're not thinking, oh my god, what what are they doing? Is this right? Is this wrong? You just kind of have to hope that you, you 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 get out of it unharmed, and, and you're you're now saying to people, oh do this, do that, and that's 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 not really gonna.
1: Not gonna fly.
0: And it's, and it's, yeah, and and like I said, particularly with with uh, minorities, it's it's definitely not gonna fly. Are you crazy? Like uh, me, I'm 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 gonna go to a police officer and I'm gonna try and resist arrest. Like what? I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna read out the laws
1: yeah but that's the thing isn't it like the police are supposed to be there to protect us and and, it, and you know it's kind of flipped on its head. we've got to protect ourselves from the police it's just, it's very backward um, yeah which is why you know i think the, let's face it right if you are getting into trouble we're gonna call the police that's, that's what we're gonna do we have nothing else to do right so it's up to the police and the government to sort out this mess and to make everybody safe again that's just speaking of which not about keeping safe and stuff like that, but just on a kind of side tangent. What the hell is the government doing with this bloody fuel crisis? I mean, I'm now on my last quarter tank, haven't been able to get fuel for the last two weeks now. And yeah, everyone's run no, out
0: here, isn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah exactly. And no and no one's saying the government stuffed it up. Like they're always you know, they're just saying, Oh, the government's doing this to sort it out. The government's drafting in the army, the government's doing this. No, the government balls it up, man. Like Do you know what it
0: is? This government, like, on their watch, over 100,000 people died of COVID and they didn't have to die. And everybody's just kind of, like, looking at it and thinking, yeah, it happened. It is what it is. So they, every crisis, every problem, they just seem to be, like, riding the crest of the wave. And it's like, even uh, Labour Party having their conference... The Conservatives are still like comfortably ahead in the polls. It's like nothing is gonna nothing's gonna bring them down.
1: But that's what I'm saying. Like people are stupid enough to vote for it, man. Like it's just actually getting on my nerves now.
0: Well, I think the media in this country were compliant to everything that's happening right now. And you, you had like a bunch of people going, Oh, well, this is gonna be the making of the UK. Brexit, Brexit, Brexit. And it's like, okay. This is it and yeah, like we we, we we were just kind of lulled into this government and it's just like whatever crisis they keep on getting into it's like nobody seems to hold them to account and nobody can really and yeah like I say, you've got a compliant media in this country who just sat there and allowed this to happen so and they'll just ride they'll just ride this wave and they'll keep riding the wave and they'll just keep on doing whatever it is they're doing or whatever it is that they, they, they aren't doing and i mean as for me I, I i currently cannot drive or or i'm currently not taking the risk to drive not because of the petrol thing i've still got about half left
1: but i might take some of that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I ain't using it damn i mean if it comes to it you you can have it because obviously i can't drive while my gearbox is uh
1: in a bit of a liable, state,
0: liable to play up at any given moment. I guess I can drive and take the risk, but particularly on the journeys that I take, particularly to work, I'm on the A127, and there's like a chunk of it where it's like 60, 70 mile an hour roads. There isn't any real hard shoulder. You just got to go with the flow, or yeah, and I, and I, yeah, I, I can't. I just can't take that risk so right let's uh, let's 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 kick off and we're gonna start with i am the greatest the adventures of muhammad ali and this cartoon first came out in september 1977. some of the things happening in the world the petra zavodosk phenomenon is observed in the soviet union and some more european countries The Atari 2600, originally known as the Atari Video Computer System, is released in North America, revolutionising the video game industry. Speaking of Muhammad Ali, he beat Ernie Shavers in 15 rounds to win the heavyweight title. The Trial of Lee Harvey Oswald was in the cinemas. And Best of My Love by The Emotions was in the charts. It's a pretty good song, isn't it? Yeah. Right. I Am The Greatest. The Adventures of Muhammad Ali. So this was an animated series featuring boxer Muhammad Ali, who actually did perform his own voice. The series was broadcast on Saturday mornings and produced by Fred Calvert's independent production company, Farmhouse Films. But it was cancelled pretty quickly after low ratings. And basically, the show is Muhammad Ali going on adventures with his niece, Mickey and nephew, Damon. And it actually receives generally negative reviews. And yeah, in the Encyclopedia of American Animated TV Shows, David Perlmutter wrote, and I quote, Ali did, him, did attempt acting himself, starring in The Greatest and other film and TV projects, but he proved not to be as good at it as he was at Throwing Punches. That should have been a sign to the producers of the series that the project featuring him wasn't a good idea, but they ignored it. Banking on Ali's popularity with children to make the series work, it did not. This was instead perhaps the most clumsily animated, written and acted series in television animated history with little of value presented. Yeah, I don't know about that. Is it, it, maybe he didn't like the fact that he was always stopping the white guys in this program.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can tell you where the show went wrong, but I'll, I'll do that in the end.
0: Yep. Obviously, we've got to talk about Muhammad Ali a little bit. And uh, he was involved in uh, several historic boxing matches and feuds, most notably his fights with Joe Frazier and the, the biggest fight of the century, the Thriller in Manila. I think that was uh, Joe Frazier. And his fight with George Foreman, known as the Rumble in the Jungle, Which was watched by a record estimated television audience of 1 billion viewers worldwide becoming the most watched live television broadcast of all time ali thrived in the spotlight at a time when many fighters let their managers do the talking and he was often provocative and outlandish he was known for trash talking and often freestyled with rhyme schemes and spoken word poetry anticipating elements of hip-hop.
1: He was so good at that as well.
0: And yeah, I've even written down some of my favourites. I done wrestled with an alligator, I done tussled with a whale, handcuffed lightning, thrown thunder in jail only last week. I murdered a rock, injured a stone, hospitalised a brick. I'm so mean, I make medicine sick.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> I love that, yeah.
0: Vote like a butterfly, sting like a bee. His hands can't hit, what well, his eyes can't see. Now you see me, now you don't. George thinks he will, but I know he won't. And uh, my favorites was the Ali ring rhymes. This is incredible. So this was basically Ali's game plan in a nutshell. So if he run, we'll get him in one. If that don't do, we'll get him in two. If he talks about me, I'll have him in three. If he makes me sore, I'll cut it to four. If he keep talking jive, I'll do him in five. If if I do the mix, he'll be down in six. When I'm in heaven, he'll be down in seven. He will fall in eight to prove that I'm great. And he'll be mine in round nine.
1: Brilliant. I mean, there's, obviously there's been no one since Ali, right? No one, no one even close to him.
0: My favourite was, yeah, if he keeps talking jive, I'll do him in five. <laughs> Most definitely my favourite. And, uh, yeah, oh God, I I think I even had the tapes of Thriller in Manila and Rumble in the Jungle, and I used to watch that with my dad when we was uh, kids. Because so I'm sure my dad had the tapes of it.
1: Yeah, I think I just I've just caught them over the years. At some point, obviously, countless documentaries and
0: I think there was a recent one where Ali kept going on a talk show, a particular American talk show. It's not it's not um, Parky, and it's not um. Frost. It was basically another guy. And, uh, yeah, he will always go, and basically, they did a documentary just on that, just on the interaction that Ali had with this guy. I remember watching it, I think, uh, a few months back. It's really, really good. Like, I'm going to try and look look it up and uh, go out and find it. I think, man, the, the I don't know if it was Thriller in Manila, the Joe Frazier fight, where I think they Sonny Liston. End... No,
1: no, Sonny Liston was the Miami one, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, but I'm I'm talking about uh, the one... There was a fight we had with Joe Frazier and the ref just stopped it. I think they, like, towards the end, the ref just literally stopped the fight because they literally beat the...
1: Seven bells out of each other.
0: Well, seven bells, 15 bells, whatever you want to call it. Like, I think the, the ramifications of that fight, I think it kind of had it on both of them, really. Like, they were not the same.
1: Wasn't this like the fifteen rounders as well, or something? Yeah. It wasn't, you know, yeah. it wasn't like the twelve rounds we got today. It was like,
0: but like, yeah, they those two genuinely didn't like each other, and they genuinely, I think this was one of the few boxing matches where I thought, yeah, these two are going to try and kill each other, because obviously you'll have the whole build up of fight. Oh, I'm going to get you, sucker, and I'm going to do this, sucker, and at the end of twelve rounds, they're all hugging and you know they're they're, they're best mates. But I think we've this fight and these two, like they try to maim and 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 really really like hurt each other, and 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 it was stopped because the referee was like, "I'm not gonna let this happen. You're gonna you're gonna kill each other." I don't know who was worse for where. It didn't really matter who was worse for where, but uh, but yeah, that was that 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 fight that those two had. I'm not sure if it was Frilly and Moneiro. I'm not sure if it was another fight, but yeah, those two. Whew. And then obviously the the, the Ali Roper Dope, the classic Roper Dope in the... George Foreman. Rumble in the Jungle. and Yeah, that was a a, a tactical masterclass from... I mean, uh, like, Rocky films are
1: made out of that, right?
0: Well, yeah. Well, speaking of Rocky films, they're all on Amazon, by the way.
1: Oh, really? Yes,
0: they are on Amazon Prime Video. I'm not sure how long for.
1: Might have to give them a
0: watch Knowing that they'll probably cut it down next week. Yeah, I've watched, like, the first three already. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I saw it and I was like, "Oh, Rocky, don't mind if I do."
1: Rocky Four is definitely one of the most, one of the best ones.
0: I think he's the best out of the. Out of yeah, the series. I mean,
1: Rocky Five was atrocious, but
0: um. Well, oh, by his own admission, it was. That's why he did Rocky Balboa, and uh, I'm glad you enjoyed the video I sent you of Muhammad Ali taking down those two white women.
1: Oh, I thought it was only. I thought it was only one white woman. To be fair,
0: the second one, which was like. Um, I don't know. It's like, well, well, yeah, you don't know. Well, I know. I don't know about that. Sit your your ass down,
1: Karen. Whilst we're on Black History Month, obviously, this is one of the most unhealthy attitudes as well, where white people genuinely feel like they're in any way comparable to black people. When you walk into a building, your white skin and your your appearance is instantly uh, more privileged. And I think that's what people don't understand i'm a white guy i don't get it how can i get it you know i don't live this every day i can only live this vicariously but i'm certainly more aware now than i ever was you need to kind of understand that you don't know you don't even know you have no idea and you you don't have the right to then say people that you're not privileged like you don't you don't have that right i'm sorry it's just
0: yeah and and then she was like oh oh well um, I'm me, me. It's like yeah you can do all of this and you're from England whereas me a black man I live in this country I can't do a fraction of the things you can do
1: but it's just what we were talking about earlier right I don't have the experience with the police that you do I haven't been stopped and searched I've been stopped whilst I was on the road asking what I'm doing at four o'clock in the morning on the lockdown. But that's it. They're like, oh, you're going to work. All right, I'll see you later. I don't have that experience with the police. I don't have any negative experiences with the police. Right? I've never been arrested. Thank God.
0: Me neither, by the way. So uh, I'll get that out there. Just because I've had encounters with police don't mean I've been arrested. So don't don't get any twisted ideas, listeners. Right? I mean,
1: you just had the classic black, 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 black.
0: I'm six foot black.
1: White, pri- white privilege is a thing. And I think white people need to recognize that.
0: Yeah, it's like don't don't compare yourself to no black man. She's like, oh, I don't like how you talk. It's like, yeah, because you don't like how I talk. You don't like how.
1: I I really like what he said though. Like, I'm I'm here being proud, trying to teach my people to be proud, and this and that and the other. I really like that. Please put that on your oh, if you haven't already, put it on the yesterday's capers thing because I think that's definitely one to watch.
0: Absolutely, and yeah, just the the, the Karen at the end trying to chime in.
1: I don't, I don't know about that. I
0: don't know. Yeah, we, like, you don't know. I know.
1: Right? But it... so sit down, man. <laughs> it was basically like, sit down. It, yeah. Just Just, just...
0: Even, even the guy with the mic just took it away. It was like yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was just move like. On, a... Move on,
0: move who's, on. Who's got a better question?
1: I don't know about that. Isn't a legit comeback in an argument.
0: Absolutely not. And, uh, you know, even all the interviews he did with Parky, they're all really good.
1: I have watched a couple, actually. Just recently, because I think he's. Um... They're all
0: on YouTube, pretty much. Like go out of your way to look up some of those interviews of Parky, like they're really, really good, and even like when he's on talk shows or whatever, he's always, always good value. And obviously, like as 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 a Muslim, I'm I'm glad that he um, managed to uh, revert or convert to like the 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 Sunni Islam and or not from the, nation, yeah, yeah, from from nation from all of, of Islam.
1: But the, but the thing is like because he was um he was you know like that with malcolm x and stuff like that so and you obviously see some of the things even the sonny liston fight was that's why i was talking about it earlier was about religion right it, sonny liston was going on about christianity he was going on about islam and stuff like that And now basically like, right let's have a war of the religions kind of thing in the a, a ring obviously um so yeah obviously he was a great advocate for islam and you know well the thing is he's like the he in his star in the in a walk of fame in Los Angeles, yeah. right? He's it's got his, his his is on the wall, so you're not talking uh, talking yeah. uh, treading over the name of the prophet. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: But you know, and the thing about Muhammad Ali and what it kind of taught me, particularly with his funeral, it was like, don't tell me Islam and the West is not compatible, because you had millions and millions of people tuning in on TV watching a janazah or a funeral. Of a Muslim guy, you had like imams there reading from the Quran. You had the whole sermon and and, and, and like imams and and, and 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 preachers and all those things doing all those things and and, and and literally doing what yeah, and it was like on a Friday, no less. And so and you had people watching, you had people coming there, giving their respects. Millions and millions watching it on TV around the I I remember watching it from like start to end pretty much. It's just like, yeah, don't, yeah, don't don't tell me that it's not compatible or it's just it's Islam and, and, and the West or whatever. Cause you literally had all those people who were who were listening to passages from the Quran for like the first time, maybe, not knowing what it is, but the fact that, yeah, he was Muslim and, and, and they were doing it in that way. Yeah, I just wanted just wanted to say that. And uh, right, yeah, let's talk about this cartoon.
1: Right, so Muhammad Ali did so many good things in his life. This wasn't that good. Right, so and here's why it went wrong. And I don't think it was the acting. I think the acting was actually all right. And I liked the fact that it was Muhammad Ali, right? It was him doing superhero stuff because he was cool, right? that's That concept is incredible. Where it went wrong was in the writing. Nothing happened for, like, 20 minutes, and then everything happened in the last three minutes. I could have literally watched the intro, fast-forwarded it to the last three minutes and wrote notes on that, and it would have been the same outcome. I'm sorry, but that was that's just the way it was. But uh, Apart from that, it was basically Scooby-Doo. I thought it was even Hannah and Barbera to begin with, just cashing in on the name.
0: Well, Hannah and Barbera did cash on a name, but it wasn't Muhammad Ali. Um, yeah, I, I was going to say, there was a lot of dialogue. There was a lot of things that were there just for the sake of it be in there. And I think they had a lot of trouble like moving the story along. If that ca- if that's the case, then make it ten minutes. I think Mike Tyson's Mysteries was about ten minutes long. I think it was similar to Mike Tyson's Mysteries in that in that respect. If if that's the case, then don't make it twenty, twenty odd minutes. Even that yeah Gary Coleman show was only like ten minutes each. At least it was ten minutes long. But like if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, yeah, make it but I didn't think there was anything overly wrong with this show. It's like you said, Muhammad Ali did a lot of good things. I think 1977 was probably like he was at the height. Not maybe necessarily the height. I think I think I think his uh, his prime was taken away from him because he had the 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 guts to to stand up for what he felt was right. Vietnam War and
1: well, he no, nearly got put in prison. Lost his belts,
0: and and I was like, sixty-eight was kind of like where he was kind of coming into his prime. So he lost a lot of his a lot of his prime in terms of fighting, but I think his name probably in the seventies was as as big as it as as big as it could be. And I think he even wrestled Antonio Inoki, who's like a a huge huge name in the name of professional wrestling, and in particular Jap- Japanese professional wrestling. Obviously, Antonio Inoki, he's like a legend of of pro wrestling. I think yeah, he he had like a an exhibition match with 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 him, and yeah, his 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 name was he's, was huge.
1: So I wasn't actually sure it was him at, to begin with in the voices. It is starts off. He's wrestling the croc. Uh... I mean, the
0: first episode was called the Great Alligator.
1: Yeah, the great. I didn't write down the names, but yeah, it's the first one. All right. so kids are playing with a frog. They hear commotion, see a boy getting into trouble in the water. They grab vines and put him to safety. He's getting, like, attacked by something in the water. Everyone's afraid of what's in the water, and the kids uh, know someone who's not afraid. And it looks like this is, like, set in Africa. Not, I wasn't sure exactly where it was set. Um, and I'm going to say Crocs not alligator. I'm pretty sure this was set a Croc- in no. it was
0: set in America. It's set in America, because Henry was a,
1: a Native American. So this must have been, like, South America, like the Everglades or something like that, right?
0: Probably somewhere somewhere in, in the
1: in the United States somewhere. So in the US where there was alligators then, not crocodiles. So they go and see Uncle Ali. He's on the phone telling how he handcuffed lightning through thunder in jail. Uh yeah, you know, I murdered a rock, injured a stone. I'm so mean, I make medicine sick, you know all these <laughs> Uh so I, I really enjoyed those. Um, so they go see alligator, it's getting dark. Uh show Ali the swamp. They want him to catch it, but he's got to fight in Miami. And I think this was the Battle of the Religions one. They go to the village and the people leaving because the alligator made waves and they broke the houses. So he doesn't, so he says, Don't go. Ali is here. White guys come and um, survey something. Ali asks, What? Um, Ali and their nephews are waiting at the village at night time. So this is where it gets a bit boring in the middle, to be fair. So there's waves in the middle of the night. The alligator is here. Everyone battens down the hatches. Ali goes and has a little talk. And then after a little, literal chat, it's quiet. Um, a few minutes or hours later, another racket, they try and go figure out where it lives. So they kind of go all the way to where it lives and then come back. And there's some weird brute guys following them in the in the in the undergrowth. Um and then there's they're camping at night time. By the morning they go searching again, they go back to where the alligator go back to where they were and the alligator comes back. Ali is about to wrestle the croc and then another one comes as he's fighting it, and then the alligator was a white guy's robot. And they were just trying to like get everyone away. The brute guy just wants his autograph. He was just a red herring. And at the end, Ali gives advice about staying healthy. Uh, and then episode four, which was one. In a, this was definitely set in Africa.
0: Oh, I watched that one too.
1: Uh, do you want to do it then? And that was the only was one, I one I watched. Yeah, Ali's
0: African Adventure?
1: Yeah. Do you want to watch it? That's I, I, I the um, last one I watched.
0: Yeah, because obviously I wrote, yeah, the uh, for the first episode. Yeah, I, I wrote, yeah, Ali did his medicine shtick. He did the whole, um, yeah, the, the the ring thing as well. As oh, yeah, if he give me jive, I'll take him in five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he gets in the mix, I'll get him in six. <laughs> I love it so much. If he talks jive. You know, after all this time of doing all these, like, 70 shows, I'm still not sure what jive is. But uh, any Americans, any, any, any old head Americans, any OG black Americans want to tell me what jive is and... Uh, what jiving consists of, then, uh, yeah, please, please, uh, hit me up. Um, yeah, yeah, because obviously the, the, the Native American land, the surveyors are basically wanting the land for themselves, I'm guessing. And that's why they were trying to scare people away with this, uh, alligator. And obviously, yeah, um, Mr. Bolgus was the name of the, uh, the native guy, I believe. And yeah, Ali knew the surveyors were fake and, uh, they were trying to use it to intimidate the natives. Okay, so um, Ali's African Adventure. So, uh, and in true American star because they don't know anything about Africa. They are in Africa. Not not sure if it's Ghana. Not sure if it's Kenya. Not sure if it's Zambia. I'm in Africa. And uh, they're at the uh, Ogamba game reserve, where there's no hunting allowed. They're with someone. They're with Keo, so they're with. They're traveling with Keo, who looks after the preserve. They get uh, attacked by a, a rhino, and uh, Keo gets knocked unconscious. They have to try and find the nearest tribe's people. Everyone in the village knows who Muhammad Ali is, and the chief is welcoming Ali to the village. They're after a doctor who can cure Keo, but he has concussion. They should be okay. And obviously Ali's like, I definitely don't want to rematch with the Rhino. Frankie's looking around thinking that there's something not right. And looking for Ali. And basically they're, they're with the chief. And he's talking about how they need to hunt for a panther who's killing livestock. The panther jumps out of nowhere. But someone called Dobie kills the panther and claims the, 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 the booty or whatever it is he claims. Ali gets suspicious about Dobie. And he's trying to wonder why the panther had to be killed. And Keo reckons that Dobie might be the poacher. There's a, an elephant that crashes uh, the big feast for Ali and destroys everything. As 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 you do. An elephant, you just come and crash the party. There's a black mamba snake that's about to attack, but Ali saves the day. And the chief is declaring that the elephant should be killed. And Ali rides the elephant and tries to get it out of harm's way. And I think it's discovered that Doby was the one who um, is the one who, who, who killed. And he's been disgraced and banished from the village.
1: It's the same thing, right? It's just had loads of filler, all the action at the end.
0: Yeah, this episode I thought would have, because um... it, was, it was one that kind of piqued my interest when I saw Ali's African adventure. But I, 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 I dozed off on this one. I'm not even going to lie. And the finale was Terror in the Deep. Like typical cartoon finales, it's set underwater.
1: For some strange reason.
0: Yeah, I don't know why that's the thing. Like, so many finales we've watched, it's always underwater. Or in
1: space or something like that. Something.
0: Yes, in space. <laughs> right. Ali and kids are on an expedition under the sea. They're uh, extracting vital substances and they're going off the coast of orpheus island as there could be a sea monster ali wants to go because it can help save, save lives by getting these uh, substances in the sea there's a uh, professor dave monet who doesn't believe because yeah the fish it starts off with the fishermen being attacked by a sea monster and obviously professor dave monet is like yeah there is no there is no sea monster the fishermen are just making it up there's a marine biologist bradley and he says look i've seen the monster myself Professor still doesn't believe it and they're going to head out to sea. Ali wants to like go where the action is and he sees the sea monster for himself. And the sea monster is going after the submarine but Ali distracts it and leads it away and Ali traps the sea monster. The locals are gathering and they're talking about the sea monster and how it will affect their daily lives. Ali still wants to do some digging and he starts to get suspicious of the marine biologist Bradley and he's wondering what he's up to. And Damon and Nikki are like looking around on the sub. And they they think they're alone. But then the professor goes and he goes under the sea with Damon and Nikki. And the sea monster is back and he goes after the sub. But Ali saves them. And Ali has a look and he sees the marine biologist with controls. And he goes after him. And he's the one controlling the sea monster. And so, basically, it's a whale, but uh, Bradley has put, like, some supersonic sounds so that the whale will respond to his every call. And he paints it green to make it into a sea monster, disguising it as a monster. Now, the reason is that buried under the sea is Nazi gold. And Bradley wants all of that gold for himself, and he's trying to stop everybody who's trying to get near it. Ali lures Bradley into a cave where the controls don't work and he gives up. And Bradley is forced to donate the gold to the villagers. And that was I Am The Greatest The Adventures of Muhammad Ali.
1: Look, it certainly wasn't a bad little cartoon. Like, I, I, I'm not going to tell you it was a bad cartoon because it wasn't. It was just, it was just too long and, and stuff happened right at the end when it should have happened right at the beginning. That's all.
0: Yeah, I do I do I do think the, the, the criticism was a tad bit harsh, but yeah, yeah. I mean if 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 if, if nineteen seventy seven it's probably really stacked. Han and Barbera are probably at their peak in terms of what they're doing. And you've still got like other cartoons and other people still doing their thing, so yeah. It makes sense. Next up, the Gary Coleman Show. And this show came out in September nineteen eighty two and some of the things happening in the world the first international day of peace is proclaimed by the United Nations the first emoticons are posted by Scott Falman Amin Gemayel, brother of Bashir Gemayel who was assassinated is elected president of Lebanon the incubus is in the cinemas and Zoom by Fat Larry's band in the charts i love this song i might
1: have to download that
0: absolutely love this song it's 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 probably as as big a one-hit wonder as you could probably uh as you could probably think of they didn't have any other songs other than zoom but it is a it's a great song by a great band
1: yeah i think i would have put my money on that being bloody um ballet you know
0: Oh, no, this is this is a soul song. This is a this has got this has got uh, rhythm and blues written all over this one. But uh, the Gary Coleman Show, this is a animated series produced by Hanna-Barbera Productions. I haven't heard that name in a little while. And originally aired on NBC during the 1982-1983 season. The series featured Gary Coleman as the voice of Andy LeBeau. An apprentice angel who was dispatched back to Earth to earn his wings by helping others. The character of Andy Laveau was a spin-off character from Coleman's made-for-TV movie, The Kid with Broken Halo. And each episode, Andy was dispatched to help the child in need and resolve his problem by his supervisor and fellow angel Angelica or Angie. The antagonist in each episode was Hornswoggle. He tried to make Andy's mission more difficult, usually by getting him to make the wrong choice or by otherwise complicating the mission. And it was up to Andy to correct whatever mistake he made and foil Waggle's plans. A little bit about uh, Gary Coleman. He was an actor and comedian and he was uh, one of the highest paid child actors in the late 1970s and early 80s. And he was rated first on the list of VH1 100 Greatest Kid Stars. He received several accolades throughout his career, including two Young Artist Awards and four People's Choice Awards. Coleman was best known for his role as Arnold Jackson in the sitcom *Different Strokes*, and also voiced Kevin in the animated show *Waynehead*. He made his film debut on *The Right Track* in 1981. His other films include the comedies *Jimmy the Kid* and *The Kid with the Broken Halo*, as I mentioned, both released in 1982. The cult film *Dirty Work* and appearing in the satirical comedy film, An American Carol, and in defend- an independent film, Midgets vs. Mascots. That's what the name of the film is. All right, don't come at me. He also starred in the video games, The Curse of Monkey Island, and cult game Postal 2. And despite having a successful acting career, Coleman struggled financially in later life. And in 1989, he successfully sued his parents and business advisor, over misappropriation of his assets, only to declare bankruptcy a a decade later. And in 2010, Gary Coleman died due to uh, epidural hematoma. Coleman is frequently listed as one of the most influential child actors in the world. He was rated first on the list of VH1 100 Greatest Kid Stars on TV and was noted by MTV for having an undeniable impact on pop culture. Mike Hogan from Vanity Fair wrote on his career saying he was unquestionably a superstar overshadowing them with his radiant charisma and boundless energy but the kidney condition that enabled him even as a teen to play the world's most precocious little brother on TV complicated his life in ways most of us will never understand. And Randy Kester who was Coleman's attorney told the Dallas News in 2010 the world is going to be a little less happy without Gary. For being a small guy, he has such a big impact on the world. So, the Gary Coleman Show.
1: I mean, they everyone uses that whole, such a big heart for a small person or whatever it is. I don't like that. Um, this I dubbed this the, um, it has absolutely nothing to do with Gary Coleman Show. Because it doesn't. It has absolutely nothing to do with him. It could have been just talking <laughs> about Willis, but it could have been anyone else. It didn't. He wasn't even playing himself.
0: No, but I think his, it was based on a film that he was in.
1: Yeah, it's no. It does. That just doesn't cut it. I'm afraid. I, this definitely is the absolutely nothing to do with Gary Coleman. Could have been anyone else. Show. I'm gonna add more bits as we go. I don't.
0: Live. I don't understand. It's got nothing to do. With... So you're saying that he didn't feature much in the episode.
1: No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it could have been anybody else. It could have been anyone, anything. But I think any... it
0: comes from his film. He starred as the angel in a film that I just mentioned, The Broken Halo. And yeah, it was Andy LeBeau. And so it was just a cartoon version of it,
1: I guess. So it should have been called the Andy LeBeau show then. What I'm saying is Gary Coleman. It wasn't anything to do with Gary Coleman. Like
0: He's in it. And he's, and he's voicing it. No, yeah,
1: what I'm saying, yeah, but that's fine. That's fine. But it so you wh- think
0: it should be called the Andy Labo Show or Broken Halo Cartoon?
1: Any one of those two would have been better. That's what I'm saying. It, wh- when an actor voices someone, it's not called that person's show, is it? It might as well be called the Gary Coleman Show. Shoot, nah, man, disagree. This has nothing to do with him, man. Like, as in, it it is and it isn't. Right, it's him. Fair enough. It's playing an actor that he was doing based on. Fair enough. Man, a Gary Coleman show, man. Like, you know, if you was watching. Um, Maybe
0: it was a way to kind of get people to watch it. I don't know. The Lewis, How- people...
1: the Lewis Hamilton show. And it's just like nothing to do with him. Or... No, but if he's in it, though. But he wasn't in it, though, was he? He wasn't. Gary Coleman wasn't in the show.
0: Yeah, he was. It was him. It's, he's doing the voice.
1: Yeah, but his, his, it, what I'm saying is he was acting. So if you were saying, I don't know, James Bond, for example. And you were like, you, you would never say that's James Bond. You'd always say that's Daniel Craig or Pierce Brosnan, Roger Moore, whoever it is, right? You're Not they're playing the characters, but you're just saying, oh, that's them.
0: But I think they did that just to get people to watch it. I don't think people are going to watch the Andy Laveau show, but they might watch the Gary Coleman show. They might not even watch the Broken Halo, the animated series, but they might watch the Gary Coleman show. So I, I, I do think Hanron Barbera, like I said, they wanted to kind of make the most of his name In 82, Gary Coleman was probably at the height of his uh, powers and it was a way for Hanan Barbera to say, hey, let's make a cartoon and based on your film and instead of calling it The Broken Halo, the animated series of Andy Lebeau, we'll call it The Gary Coleman Show. I think it's a, a smart way of getting people to watch the show. Whether it's right or wrong, I don't know, but it makes sense to me. And what are they going to do? They're going to get Hoyt Curtin, Hanron Barbera's go-to guy for theme songs, and he's going to come up with and he's going to cook something up for this show. I'm pretty sure it was him.
1: Yeah, I mean, if that's how you feel, I mean, you're wrong, but I mean, <laughs> no. What I'm saying is, like, it, yeah, Hanron Barbera used him as a cash cow, right? That's it. That's the only thing. But,
0: but, but, that, that, yeah, I don't think I'm hiding that intention.
1: No, I mean, I just, I, I didn't see the, what. If I wa- want to watch something about Gary Coleman, I want to watch something about Gary Coleman. I, th- I-, I felt short-changed is all, which is not, uh, no pun intended there. Just <laughs> come on. Really? <laughs> I mean... That joke,
0: Short-changed? come on.
1: Yeah, that was that. You could have
0: said anything else. Come on.
1: <laughs> yeah, come li- on. Literally, no pun intended there. <laughs> anyway, so on to what's, what was the baddie's name? Never wrote it down because it's Hornswaggle. Con- Hornswaggle?
0: Yes, Hornswaggle.
1: He was a hybrid between Dick Dastardly and gargamel tell me i'm wrong
0: okay, okay.
1: damn but i'm not saying it's a bad thing i'm just saying
0: okay yeah <laughs> but this, that's the thing is it's hannah and Barbera. they thought how can we make money how can we make this thing to be a success i'm not sure if if, if it worked because it didn't last very long and it was only about a certain amount of episodes was about I think maybe yeah six well six times two because obviously it was it was ten, two ten minute episodes
1: yeah I, I I like that because I've got a way of just watching one t- one twenty minute one
0: well yeah it's it's one of those things where they they did that and I think Hannahon Barbera, like looked to Gary Coleman look look at our track record we we can make cartoons work we can make it a success instead of call i'm I'm sure the idea probably would have been to call it broken Halo cartoon or call it the labo cartoon but obviously those names won't won't if if it's a kid on saturday morning and you gotta remember as well like gary coleman white people love gary coleman white people love gary coleman so if they see a cartoon where it says the gary coleman show then you can think ah gee willikers I, i would love to watch the gary coleman show uh, but yeah, black people, we'll we, we, we watch it. We'll support it. But like, yeah, white people, if they see the Gary Coleman show on their TV guide, they're going to tune in and they're going to watch. That's what it is. But right, let's talk about this uh, show. So you could talk about your first two then.
1: Fowled Up Fossil, Dick Dusty and Gargamel. Uh, so he's an angel. Uh, he's a guardian angel. And no one's allowed to know he's a guardian angel. Gary's doing homework on levitation. He lands in Oakville calling him Lebo. So I was just trying to, Figure that out. The boat races with Baddie. Teacher Angie comes. She he says he is levitating. Then Spence is going down the mountain. The brakes are gone. Earth One calls him Andy. So I didn't realize the Andy LeBeau thing. I didn't understand that. Spence and the girl ask and LeBeau and ask if they can help the archaeologists in town. Tina, the girl, finds a cave. LeBeau doesn't want to he turns away but gets told off by the teacher angel because he's supposed to be protecting them baddy comes in the cave and he disappears then uh lebeau puts a halo on and helps tina and spence because they need to die like a 100 times and um, they all find the cave drawings and tools then hornswoggle blocks the cave entrance they use the caveman tools they get out and angie makes him do lines going going gone lebeau is chilling and angie comes and if he wants to keep his wings he has to Keep busy protecting Oakville. someone stuck on a ladder. It's Bartholomew. LeBeau makes a chair cushion his bone. He goes, Oh, that's lucky the chair was there. And um, so it's like a thankless task. So rule 332A, a garden angel is not allowed to reveal his identity. Bartholomew loves Lydia. Lydia thinks Andy's weird. He bumps into Chris the girl. He thinks he helps Chris take stuff to auction. Drops weights down the hill and hits the bad guy, but it goes kind of through him. Then he has to kind of stop them going crazy. Uh, Angie see can't see Hornswoggle. Then he has to go and stop the weights. Manages to, but it bends his halo. The auctioneer is Hornswoggle. Baddie makes it thunder. Lebo doesn't do his homework on climate control, but Angie comes and fixes it. Auction is doing well, but Lebeau throws his halo and the baddie catches it. Now everyone has to bid it, but everyone everyone's bidding it up. um Angie appears, tells him off, takes him back. The end. That was he. nothing to do with Gary Coleman show.
0: I watched uh, an episode called Andy sings the blues and he gets summoned by Angie and he's getting told off for recklessly wasting halos and he has to go back to work. He stops, the cra- he stops trains from colliding to one another. But the train conductor thinks Mac did it. And Mac starts to brag about it because he's like, OK, maybe I did do it. Uh, and then Andy wants to try and teach him a lesson. But Angie's stopping him and he has to be a guardian angel or else. And he has to let him be the hero because he's like, I'm the hero. I'm the one who did it. But that's obviously not your job. You're not supposed to be bragging about that kind of stuff. And he's he decides to go to help Tina and Spence with some other stuff. He wants to hang out with them instead. And Tina is practicing for the sack race. I'm not. I think they called it something else in America. I don't think it's called the sack race in uh, America.
1: Do they? Do they call them sacks?
0: Don't know. But I, uh, she, she was calling it something else. But I wrote the sack race because that's the only thing I know. Then Tina gets stuck and rolls around in the sack. Andy saves her, but Tina thought it was Chris. Spence shows Andy the paper with Mac as a hero. The and then the mayor is rewarding Mac with an award. Andy saves a cat's life, but no one's there to see it. He gets appreciated by a cat. And Angie was saying that that's what it's all about. Someone has to appreciate you without you being all braggadocious about it. And Angie lets Andy hang out with his friends. Then I watched Max snow Job, which was the last episode. So Andy's watching a snow fight from the clouds, and he wants to join in the action. Angie's telling him he has to go to work and stay out of trouble. They are talking about snow angels in the snow and Andy thinks that the, the kids know about his secret, but it's they're just talking about making snow angels. They're making a snowman and Mac thinks that he makes it better and he ends up destroying their one. Andy wants to get Mac but Angie reminds him that he's a guardian and he's not allowed to attack people. Then they go sledge riding and Andy helps them over the bridge and Andy nearly says because they go oh my god we're really glad that someone that there's a, a a bridge and then he's about to say you're welcome and then she like puts a scarf in his mouth like you can't be telling people secrets they're basically playing yeah so mac then tricks them by saying that there's an avalanche but then he pelts them with snow chris is trying to teach andy how to do a figure eight on the ice but mac tricks them again and the snowball knocks off the halo Mac then falls into the ice and he's shying for help, but then Boy Who Cries Wolf and all of that. No one believes him, but Angie says that that, uh, that, uh, Andy has to help because that's what you do. Andy finds his halo but it's frozen, but Angie tells him that you have to try and use you have to try and help him without your halo. So he uses his scarf to save Mac. And yeah, that's how that episode ended. And that was the Gary Coleman Show last but not least todd mcfarlane's spawn so this show came out in may 1997 and some of the things happening in the world the labor party of the united kingdom returns to power for the first time in 18 years with tony blair becoming prime minister in a landslide majority in the 1997 general election katrina and the waves win the eurovision song contest for the united kingdom with their song, Love Shine a Light.
1: Katrina and the Waves, why do I know that band so well? Did a Macmillan Cancer video when I was at college and this was their, um, it was called The Sunshine Walk and obviously this was the soundtrack, so.
0: Yes, I remember this Eurovision Song Contest when they won. This is when people liked us and...
1: Uh, I mean, I never watched the Eurovision Song Contest. I think it's the most trashy thing ever. I think you ever watch it. And that's
0: it... why and that's why I love watching it because it's so trashy.
1: Yeah, that's a, I think you either love that sort of thing or you don't. I mean, there's always been people at school and and at work and stuff like that always watch it and I've just never ever seen it's it. It's
0: crazy, right? Because like UK flops. I think I think I think the last I think the last time we did it we got zero points. I think your man got zero points but it's the most watched in if you go to all the European countries who watch Eurovision, more people watch it in the UK than probably the whole of Europe combined. No, because it's like nobody's going to vote for us, even if we put our best people on there. But then what they, what I don't like about what I don't like is that they they sneak in these random ass people that I ain't never heard of, and then when it comes to Eurovision, they're singing the most naff song you could possibly think of, and they're not even singing well most of the time. But yeah, it's um, yeah. But Eurovision is, it's one of those things where it because of all of those things that you just said, it's trashy, it's rubbish. That's what makes it so good. It's like you get the most weirdest people in Europe just come out, and you realize as well one thing. One little game I like to play in Eurovision is, black people live there, so there's black people in Latvia, there's black people in Estonia. There's black people in Luxembourg. There's black people in Malta. It's my favorite game. I'm like, damn, there's black people there. The first genetically modified three-parent baby is born. The Lost World, Jurassic Park was in the cinemas. And I Wanna Be The Only One by Eternal and B.B. Winans was number one in the charts. What a tune. Shout out to Eternal. They are the soundtrack of uh, yesterday's capers Women's History Month. Right, Todd McFarlane's Spawn, also known as Spawn, the animated series, or simply Spawn, is a adult animated superhero TV series. The series centers around the story of former Marine Force Recon Lieutenant Colonel Al Simmons, who worked as a government assassin in covert black ops. He was betrayed and killed by a man whom he believed to be his close friend, the man later to be revealed as Chapel, and burned him alive with a flamethrower during a mission. Upon his death, Simmons vowed revenge on Chapel and hoped that he would one day return to his beloved wife, Wanda. Because of his life as an assassin, Simmons' soul goes to hell, and in order to accomplish his vow, he makes a pact with the devil, Maleboglia, who was the overlord on the eighth plane of hell, the pact was a simple one. Simmons would, ret- would would become a soldier in Malboglia's army, known as Hellspawn, or Spawn for short, in return for the ability to walk the Earth once again in order to see Wonder. However, Simmons was tricked by Malboglia and his body was not returned to him, and he's returned to Earth five years after his death. He has been given a different body, which was a festering, pugnantly cadaverous, maggot-ridden, walking corpse, that had a massive living red cape attached to it and because of his new body had been rotten for some time and was in an advanced state of decay his face had become heavily malformed to the point that he barely appeared human which led to Simmons donning a mask in order to cover his grotesque appearance the series had achieved a small but loyal cult following who praised the animation writing voice acting music and dark tone whereas the graphic violence and intentional unresolved glyph has attracted criticism. Variety stated in 1997 that it is as dark, as complex as anything HBO has attempted in the live action arena. And visually it's quite the stunner. HBO wanted it different and it surely got it. A more mixed review came uh, from the Dallas Morning News, and they questioned why anyone would want to <laughs> subject themselves to such a relentlessly grim, gruesome, dehumanizing experience. Yeah, I think you kind of got a point, actually, what I, I think of. It. <laughs> Todd McFarlane's Spawn was ranked 5th on IGN's list of the greatest comic book cartoons of all time, 23rd on the IGN list of top 25 primetime animated series of all time, despite the fact that the show was aired at midnight. Series producer Eric Radomski reflected in a retrospective interview that Spawn TAS was a personal triumph for me. Very rarely do artists get the opportunity to have as much uncensored creative freedom as I did at HBO on Spawn. Woo! Okay, talk about this show, seeing as you love it so much.
1: This was one because I I watched this last. And was expecting
0: I this last as
1: well. Yeah, I was, I was expecting something fairly similar to the other two. I uh, wasn't keen on the beginning because I had flashbacks of that maniac mansion. Kind of just felt like something really rubbish was about to happen. And anyway, then I was like, okay, these guys are getting shooting the head, and then there's blood going everywhere. But it's like it's very comic book. It was so cool, and yeah, fair enough. It wasn't that like it, it's not for the faint hearted. Let's put it that way. But it was like really cool and if you listen to the actual drama and you got bad marks for the cliffhangers no come on man like that was like literally what made i this was the first show in a long long time that i was when it went to the end of it i was like oh is that it that is that is that the 25 minutes over and i was like okay next one i loved every second of this thing it was like it's an adult comic book blood gore everything going on but if you don't mind that sort of thing then this is right up your street.
0: Yeah, this was this cartoon kind of threw me for a loop. I had no idea it was an animated uh adult animated so like seeing all the swear words kind of did throw me a little bit. Uh it it was it was a bit dark and grim and gloomy so I kind of get that review a little bit in that Yeah, respect. but the thing is
1: it's like kind of like but Batman comics are dark and 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 like so like if you know
0: but you know what? I was absolutely hooked for at least about 15, 20 minutes. I was just literally sat there, glued to my chair.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. At
0: the, like, I don't want to miss anything like I, I initially struggled with notes. And then by the time I started to make notes, it was over. It was what, 27 minutes that did not feel like 27 minutes.
1: Yeah, because this is actually done like a series, right? It's not done like single episodes. They're not well rounded because they they continue, and you know it's you know like it kind of lights little fires here and there, and then by the you know I'm guessing by the end of the series, all, all the fires have joined together into one great big fire. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm 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 obviously I'm a fanboy of this thing now, and that small cult following has grown by one. So <laughs>
0: no, yeah, I, I thought this was outstanding. I thought this was I thought this was excellent I think yeah this is probably yeah one, 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 one of, one of the one of the best animated discoveries made in a while actually I thought this was excellent I thought this was very very good I thought the story was 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 fascinating it was intriguing it was one of those where I struggled to pick what to watch because i it was one of those things where I wish I could watch everything. One, this is one of those days where i regret only watching how much did i get around to watching in the end i think only three so i only i regret watching just three i mean but i'll I
1: probably to... go back and watch these now
0: yeah do you want to talk about burning visions
1: yeah and the first so the first two episodes of mine obviously oh, okay first two episodes go yeah, for it you know what i'm like with the so i like i do like a good sequential viewing basically yeah my first note was like scary one and then so 400 years have passed and it's time for a new warrior to emerge from the darkness. This is like the first kind of bit you get. Um, and the battlefield has changed, but the prize is the same. It's the human soul. Two journalists are walking through an alley. Mr. Stevens comes. He's scared. He gets shot. Like This is like in the first couple of minutes. Both reporters get shot, one in the leg. And he says, who else knows? And he's like, no one. Oh. And a man comes in and he pulls fuel on him. And a shadowy creature comes and lays out the baddies. And then says so the says what the hell are you and then he gets like absolutely destroyed the last reporter guy and who's got like fuel all over him and he's like he's really scared and he tries to shoot the guy shoot the the creature the spark ignites from the bullet and then sets him on fire so he's died as well so the creature has someone who keeps him in check this is this weird clown thing and then he calls uh, the clown thing is called, that
0: violator
1: is that the clown thing the fat I clown i think so yeah i didn't write his name down but it's like it's kind of a weird thing going on here and then he calls him this is where you learn he called it like kind of the hell spawn he calls him the hell spawn. so spawn you later learn he's called al simmons uh you can't remember what he just he can't remember what he just did and even though he just destroyed those people uh he's a guy that seems to have uh, and he used to be a normal person two two guys come in and see if it's okay the man sit, comes and says you don't remember but it doesn't matter this is like the old wise guy the man comes in and says you don't doesn't matter what you didn't remember. It's what you learn now that's important. So the scenes of crime at the murder scene. Uh, they're trying to figure out what's going on. So Spawn is having flashbacks of his former life. He's now standing outside his house, looking at it. it looks like his best mates moved in on his on his life, um, and he hasn't a clue how long it's been or what's happened. Um, he's the new recruit of Hell. Minder comes in and winds him up and says, "You've been gone five years. He used to slaughter people. Uh, used to slaughter people for a living." So he goes to his grave. He digs it up and he has a flashback and he sees his wedding uh he made a deal with uh the devil he said is mouth bulger, something like that um uh cut a deal for his soul if he sees wonder now he's now he's a ranking officer officer in the hellspawn tony is calling him who's one of the bad like chief bad guys like a general bad guy we'll call him uh he's calling a man telling him what happened in the alley is win this guy is the, the the chief bad guy and tony tells him about the dead journalist, and he looks and he looks, he's to look about the, who's the, assassin. Uh, Tony needs to find out who the assassin was. So Wen's talking to some like official senator guy and he's someone who is being covered for, is a child killer. So the police pull over someone. It's Officer Hector from Eternal Affairs and um, the police are annoyed because they're skimming off the top. So Hellspawn comes and smashes them all up and he advises the Officer to retire. The game has begun. Again, a new warrior takes center stage. Right, so episode two had these kids playing down a thing. I would put £100 on the table right now. That's Phil and Lil from Rugrats. Hell has many demons in training. Billy Kincaid is the ice cream man and he takes one of the kids. Pretty gruesome here, to be honest. Spawn's wearing his wedding ring. He sees someone throw out the kid's teddy bear. The man's talking in to Spawn in the alley and it's a Teddy and also probably the body of this little girl, which is quite brutal. Um, Spawn says all he needs is wonder, but he can't have her. The man says, we don't look or smell nice but we're good people how long can they hold on to their humanity uh, the man's talking to the rest of the alleyway folk and they're not have basically the saying we don't want this guy in our alleyway the sport the hellspawn guy so the man so the man that spoke in, the, in, in at the beginning of this episode is the only guy that's on his side then these men come to threaten the alleyway guys they kill a couple of them they're tony's boys and then spawn comes to smash them all up and now everyone likes him obviously because they saved his life tony calls someone and says i don't want my mark says so i want my marker basically he wants his uh, guy to come and help him al's wife is a lawyer she's working on a pro bono pro bono case of the child killer so you can kind of see where that's going to go later on uh you don't get there in this episode but uh win all the win guys is, is get the senator uh, and he wants to put him in the white house he's holding the keys to the skeletons in the senator's closet macmillan is the senator billy the child killer Is the senator's son? So the guy at the beginning who stole the kid is the senator's son. Please know what the journalists know that the journalists that were killed at the beginning of episode one were onto something big. Um, A mercenary killer who looks like who looks kind of brutal guy is working for Tony. He's like a cyborg thing. Um, Weird psychic for Spawn is talking, um, and then he just randomly kills his kitten. Um, The weird psychic turns into a massive demon, and they communicate through telepathy. He shoots him, and now the training begins. He's, uh, And so the the weird guy is a native of hell. Uh, There's rules to follow, and he says, get with the effing program. Uh, Now there's a war on between heaven and hell. Earth is a battlefield. Human souls is a prize. Man tells him he's got a choice, but he has to find out what that choice is. And it was so bloody good.
0: Yeah, obviously, this is one of those programs where you have to follow it, and you have to kind of stay with the story. So yeah, upon his return to life, He's seeking out Wanda, who had apparently got over the grief of having lost Al and married another man. And it happens to be Al's best friend, Terry. Yeah, so a a little bit of what happens up until I watch the next episode. So, yeah, he seeks out Wanda, his wife, and she got over the grief of having lost Al and married another man, Terry Fitzgerald, who was Al's best friend. And they have a daughter together, Cyan. Terry is a respectable man, and he works as an analyst for a man named Jason Wynn. Wynn is a power broker in the CIA and secretly a black market arms dealer, among other things. And Jason Wynn is revealed to be the man responsible for the death of Al Simmons due to a disagreement that the two had between each other concerning their work. Jason's action would also prove to be dangerous to the lives of Terry, Wanda, and their daughter, Cyan. Realizing that he's no longer the man in Wanda's life, Al swears to protect her and her new family. The series then, yeah, so, is so Spawn is nesting in dark alleyways, killing any who invade his newfound territory, rejecting these actions as unworthy of Spawn's time and power. Boglia then dispatches another of his minions, yeah, the demonic creature known as Violator, and he tries to persuade Spawn to commit acts of violence and savagery in the name of hell. Spawn is struggling to fight the law of evil, as well as seeking to escape being hunted by not only the forces of hell, but the assailants from heaven, who have a need to destroy the hell spawns in order to cripple the forces of hell, so that they do not gain an edge in the escalating war between the two spiritual hosts. And as the war intensifies, the line between the forces of good and evil become increasingly blurry. Spawn finds help along the way. In the form of a disheveled old man named Cogliostro, who was once a Hellspawn that overcame the demonic powers resting within, amongst a number of other characters. Spawn learns how to shapeshift, and he appears as Terry, and he impregnates Wanda, and it is revealed that there is a prophecy that the child of a Hellspawn will, will, will play a deciding factor in Armageddon. And maybe the real reason why Spawn was allowed to return to Earth. And so I went on to watch two more other episodes. So I watched one called Send in the KKK Clowns. So it starts off with uh, a man who's uh, got this side of fantasy with, he's got like an obsession with KK, like the KKK and he's like killing black people and he's saying that he's doing the lord's work and it starts with Wonder. she's in her office terry is missing but she's playing it cool and so the bad guys are trying to get wonder to reveal her herself and reveal where terry might be but no such luck jason is calling wonder and wants to go out for dinner there's a uh, lots of disappearances in the area and yes yeah, it's just, like i said it's black people There's an old black couple. They get into a cab. They end up getting killed. Wanda is missing Terry and their daughter misses their father. Terry goes out to... He reaches out to Wanda. She makes an excuse and leaves. And she's being followed. Terry is trapped indoors and he's spooked out. They know that he's in Brooklyn somewhere because he used his credit card. Wanda refuses to... like comply with the bad guys because she finds him in Brooklyn and Spawn saves her and Spawn's trying to approach Wanda but she's like terrified out of her mind and she gets away. Terry we learn he gets caught up with this racist killer and he like basically has all these black people like strung up in his house or in his lair somewhere. It's really quite sinister and Spawn actually ends up taking care of the KKK man and the finale which was prophecy so basically the the heaven gang are here for the prof- for the for the prophecy as well as hell and there's a battle that's set to take place spawn wants to protect his wife now that she's involved and he realizes that spawn that spawn realizes that the child could be a deciding factor, and he could be uh, a, a playing a big role. Spawn is tricked, and it turns out that they want the child more than him. Twitch, meanwhile, remembers he's a police officer, and he remembers that someone shot him, and it's not Spawn, and it's basically it could be someone from the police as an inside job because he knows too much information. Wanda is worried about Terry leaving, and Wanda is worried about the baby and thinking about having an abortion. Spawn's granny has a heart attack and collapses. There's a police investigation taking place and they think that Jason Wynn could be corrupt and Twitch could be a liability, but Twitch's colleague is like, look, I, I, he's not a liability and I'm going to stick up for him. Spawn is seeing his granny. Granny's telling Spawn about the baby and how the baby could be involved. There's another person, character, Jade, and she was sent to kill Spawn But she decides not to. Because she saw that he has a good heart. Twitch confronts the guy who shot him. And they basically apprehend the bad guy. And the bad guy. Ends up getting shot by Violator. Jade gets hit. By the Heaven Mob. And she's urging. That. Obviously Spawn wanted to save her. But obviously said look this is the destiny. This is what's supposed to happen. Jade is gone so that she could be at peace. And. The Heaven Gang are basically telling Spawn that they're after the child after taking Jade. Spawn makes it so that Granny, that he's Granny, can see her husband Jack and she wants to join him. But Jack says that you can't join me. You can only join me when the time is right. And you have to take care of the people alive and you have to take care of the ones that you love. And it ends with Spawn saying, I want my humanity back. And uh, yes, and that was the end of Spawn. Obviously, I did a a rush job with it, so uh, I apologise. And uh, yeah, that was the end of Spawn.
1: Yeah, that was that was. Um, I wasn't really listening to be honest, because I was going to go back and watch it. But um, I I, th- I thought it was really good. So I'll definitely go back and watch that.
0: No, yeah, this was this was a a really really good show. I really liked it. Again, I had to kind of like pick and choose. So if it didn't make sense, then uh, I suggest you go out of your way to watch it and see for yourselves. So, yeah, go out and watch it. Right. Let's rank these shows now from uh, three down to one.
1: Uh, right. So at number three was the nothing to do with Gary Coleman show. Then at two was Adventures of Muhammad Ali. And definitely clear winner out in front was Spawn for me. I think mine's the same. I mean, Muhammad Ali won't get points from Muhammad Ali, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, third for me would be the Gary Coleman show. I thought it was fine, actually. I It was it was quite short to the point.
1: Yeah, yeah, it wasn't nothing bad about that show at all.
0: Storyline was, was fairly straightforward, so, yeah. And then two would be I Am The Greatest, The Adventures of Muhammad Ali. I didn't think it was as bad as some of the reviews, but, yeah, I thought it was fine. And, yeah, I thought comfortably the best was Spawn. I thought this was great. I thought they told uh, an incredible story, and uh, yeah, this was this was this was deservedly and number one. So uh, there you go. And on that bombshell, we're going to bring this episode to an end. Yesterday's capers is available wherever you get your podcast from. We're available on all the podcast platforms. Turn on your notifications so that you can get new episodes. We're coming up to the hundredth episode very very quickly now. And, uh, hopefully we'll, we'll try and do something really special for that episode. So, uh, watch this space. You can find us on the socials, uh, Instagram is yesterday's capers one on Twitter. It's yesterday capers, facebook.com forward slash yesterday's capers, youtube.com forward slash yesterday's capers. You can find me on the socials at Abdullah underscore molim and on Twitter, it's Abdullah molim all one word. You can send me messages and you can, uh, let me know what you think and what we what we could do for the hundredth episode, and yeah, join us next time for another episode of Yesterday's Capers.